Uh, welcome back to the Sports Player Hour podcast. Uh, this is going to be the first episode of Season 2. This is uh, Ethan Schapp and... Evan Sillett. And uh, today uh, is July 21st, 2020. We're just going to... We're just doing a new topic. It's uh, We're just going to go division by division. It's going to be each uh, division has their own uh, podcast, or our own episode. So uh, today we're going to do the AFC East. And we're going to start with the New England Patriots. Uh, um, just to clarify, this isn't like... Which team we will think will win the division? This is just a straight outlook on the team itself. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll start with the New England Patriots uh, with a new addition of Cam Newton. Uh, I think it sparked some new hope into a lackluster offense from last year. Uh, the offense struggled last year with a really bad wide receiver and a tight end play. Uh, Benjamin Watson retired uh, and was the only notable tight end on the team. Uh, they now drafted two more tight ends in this year's draft to replace him. And wide receiver uh, Julian Edelman is old and banged up. And the only saving grace for this offense, other than Cam Newton coming in and being dynamic if he's healthy, would be uh, uh, Nikhil Harry. Uh, I still believe Nikhil Harry could be a dynamic player. Uh, and that people have written the man off after he only played five games, uh, one being a playoff game, and he had two touchdowns, one was robbed from him, and he had 12 catches and 105 yards. Uh, and that's an average of 8.8 yards a catch. Um... That's not a big sample size, though. Um, so my outlook on this team is vastly the same, but for Cam Newton, I th- I think it's unclear on how he will do in the Patriots scheme, and with Stidham, it could cause some friction in the locker room or even who will start week one. But I believe that the big thing with the Patriots team is their defense and Bill Belichick's defensive mind. So I think the big part of their season, or just in general as a team, it's going to be a defensive-reliant team going into this next season with, obviously, the defensive player of the year, Stephen Gilmore. Dante Hightower, a solid uh, veteran presence, the McCordys, and then a few others. But in all, I feel like this team is going to be defensive, and they lost Kyle Van Noy. Oh, they lost Kyle Van Noy, and they lost um, Jeff. Not Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy Collins. And Jamie Collins. So, as a whole, it's going to be defensive reliant, and they've lost a few of their key components to the defense. So, I feel like going to this next year, they are in kind of a bad spot, if in lack of better words. What's it called? Um, I, what I wrote down about the defense was that I, I'm not really that worried about their secondary. I think the McCordy brothers and... Uh, Gilmore can kind of keep it under lock, but yeah. that, I mean, like, Jimmy Collins and Kyle Van Noy are pretty good players, and they lost him, but Bill Belichick, his whole year has been able, or his whole career has been made, able to manage losing key pieces, but I mean, like, eventually that has to just catch up to you at some some point, so I think I'll be interested in that. Um, we have two questions written down. Uh, who do you think will be the starter week one? Uh, I have, Cam, I do not have Cam, I have Stidham, because Stidham has been in, been with the team longer. And Cam Newton is missing the um, the reps. Yeah. The reps. He's well, just yeah. No, I I completely see your point because Stidham's been there for over a year. He's been there for a year now, and yeah. he knows Belichick. He knows uh, McDaniel's. He knows the system. Um, I think it'll be interesting because Stidham and Cam are both very different players. So Josh McDaniel's, yeah. they'll have to decide at an earlier point in the season what yeah. who they for the week one game. Who do they want to make the game plan around? Because they're both way different players. Like Cam, they're gonna. 
Cam's pretty much a rental for them this year. Yeah. So they're gonna if he's gonna play, he's gonna be mo- mobile. They're gonna roll a pocket out. I know McDaniel's has said in the past that he wants to experience with that because yeah. they couldn't with Brady and when they had Brissett and Garoppolo, they roll more so for Brissett, but even with Garoppolo, they rolled the pocket out a little bit. You couldn't yeah. do that with Brady. So I think it'll be really interesting. I think even though there's no OTAs and practice is starting late, uh, I think they can report in two days. But there's been question on how the NFL's struggled with. Corona that yeah. people won't show up, and now as of yesterday, the NFL um, offered to the NFLPA that they'll cancel all the preseason games. That's what the players want. So that just hurts young quarterbacks and new quarterbacks and systems like Cam and a few others we'll talk about later. So I do think somehow, some way, Cam just has more talent that he'll start one week one against the Dolphins. But I won't be surprised if Stidham's out there. I definitely agree. Cam Newton has more talent yeah. than Stidham. It's just yeah, no, I think it's all about the time. Yeah, right no, now. it's. it's if it was a normal year, I think Cam would definitely be in. Oh, yeah. But since it's this, I still think it's 50-50. But I'll just put – I hope it's Cam, so I'm just going to go with Cam. <laughs> <laughs> and then who do you think will start the most games for the New England Patriots? I think Cam Newton will. Yeah. I think around week three or four, if not two, depending on how Stedham does on his first week, uh, I feel like they'll start to give Cam Newton more reps and then eventually around. I think he'll – by week five, I think he'll be the starter. I think, um, yeah, and that, I agree with that. I, I think I think he'll have the most games started as well. I think the addition of Cam Newton for the Patriots was so exciting. I know uh, earlier in the off the year after the draft and everything, and he wasn't signing. I or before the draft actually, I wrote teams that could potentially sign him, and Patriots was one of them that I wrote about, uh, especially because they got him on the uh, veteran minimum. There's oh, yeah. really no downside to the signing. Like if yeah. he comes in and he's like if he's hurt or he just doesn't play well, they just go back to sit him and they cut him. Like or I mean, or they keep him for the year and he's and he, they paid him nothing they paid him yeah. signed for under a million and then if he pops and he works and he either plays well enough to get into the playoffs or just underneath because of the talent around him like he has a chance to re reroute his career so I'm exactly. I'm very excited it's gonna with if they would have had this team just with Stidham I think it would have been pretty lackluster year because I mean he's still a young quarterback I don't think I would have. Yeah. I don't think they would have been much to watch football, but now with Cam Newton, there's some kind of excitement around the team that I'm definitely going to watch through the games, and oh, yeah. I want to see him play. I hope I hope he's somewhat of what he was before. I mean, I think there's a chance he could be because he, he pretty much hasn't played in two years because of the injury, so yeah. if he comes back healthy, like it could really be something special. So I'm just yeah, excited to see We really it. haven't seen him play a full, healthy season since 2015. Yeah, like, yeah the last two years have been... I mean, last year, I think he was out week three Buccaneers, so he's in football, and he's never played again. Yeah, so and then... Two years ago, he had the foot, or shoulder in the foot, yeah, so... All right, next team we want to talk about is the New York Jets. Um, do you want to start with this one? Um, I can start with this. Go ahead. All right, I feel like the Jets need to take care of Jamal Adams. The, the Jamal Adams problem. You can't have your best player unhappy and causing problems in the locker room even before the season starts. Uh, I think they should resign, resign him. Uh, if you draft a player with a 60 overall pick, and by the time you need to resign him, he's arguably the top two in his position with uh, Thurman James. Is isn't that the goal of picking him in the top 10? So uh, I think you just need to pay him, and it's not his fault that he's great and he wants his money. Yeah. I mean, another point for them is, like, Sam Darnold will be either the make or break for this team, I believe, because they don't have a viable backup. Mm. But it really is going to so come they down to... They have Joe Flacco. We all saw how he did in the Broncos. <laughs> in the Broncos. But, um... Like, it won't be easy at all for Sam Donald. The receiving core is below minimum. I would believe that they're bottom half of the league. Yep. Other than Jamison Crowder, 
yes, they do it. Rashad Perriman and Daniel Mims, but Daniel Mims is is unproven. We don't know how yeah, he's going to be. Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote. I said Sam Darnold has unproven wide receivers with Denzel Mims and Rashad Perriman, who has struggled yeah. throughout his career, but found some success in the Browns and the Bucks. I mean, look, if Rashad Perriman can get his hands to start actually clamping the ball better than he has with the Ravens, mm-hmm. and he can continue on the streak that he's been at Buccaneers and the Browns mm-hmm. past two years, then all, all the power to him. But as we saw in the beginning of his career, the man tends to have butterfingers. Yep. Uh, I think um, their defense is actually a strong point. Uh, they were 7th in yards allowed, and they were 16th in points. Um, but that's better than average. I mean, the 16 is average, but overall better than average. And if Jamal Adams comes back, they'll be even better because yeah. um, they'll have a hearthly, uh, healthy uh, C.J. Mosley, who missed 14 games last oh, yeah. year. And they'll all, they also signed uh, Anawanasor from Baltimore. So yeah. both of them have played well. They've played together. They've played well together. Um, both better than average uh Linebackers, Mosley's more of like a middle, middle linebacker staying in the middle of the field, but I don't want to sort of get after the uh, quarterback. So, I mean, I'm excited to see their defense play. Uh, also, they have Quinn Williams, and yep. they hope that he'll take a uh, take a, a leap. Yeah, take a leap in the second season. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I think that they have a very like they'll they'll they don't they'll bend they won't break kind of defense mm-hmm. as it was shown. Unless the defense has to go against 12 drives in 10 minutes because of uh, interceptions and fumbles, they can te- they usually can hold a team to under 21. Yeah, no, the, so, defense is, the defense is solid. I think that's their strong point. And then if Le'Veon Bell can show that he is this tier one talent that he thinks he is, then I feel like this team could have a good... I don't want to say... I don't. I don't want to say win the win it, but I think they have a good chance to just ha- make a bang this season. Uh, I remember, I want to talk about Bell real quick. So I remember uh, last year talking about how if Bell would struggle going from the Steelers line to the Jets line. We talked about this on the podcast, and I'm saying Bell struggled last year with this line, and will most likely struggle in in this year again. However, I think he should get more involved in the passing game because he has great hands, speed, and route running, and that would just be another reliable. Uh, only maybe he's only reliable like for sure why like receiver that Sam Darnold can look to in a pinch because he can be open underneath and I mean that just makes it easier for a quarterback so I think I mean I'm, he can definitely get going in the run game but I think he could be really helpful for Darnold especially with the receivers and Corey Az yeah. in the pass game so that, that would be interesting how Adam Gase in the offense runs that I definitely agree with how Austin Eckler played. He pretty much showed that you don't have to be the best runner in the world, but if you can go out and catch a t- five-yard pass, maybe break a tackle and make it 10, then you can put up some crazy stats. And then also, with the addition of Mackie Becton, they have, hopefully, if he can come into the league and make an instant impact, then hopefully they can have an upgraded O-line from what the paper-thin O-line of last year yep. was. Um, my final thoughts on the Jets are uh, I really think in order for this team to succeed in this division is, that I think is going to be on the upwards. I think it's going to be moving fast. I think the Dolphins are on the up. I think the Bills are on the up. Oh, yeah. check still there. Uh, I think they really need to move on from Adam Gates, especially if he um, does not succeed this year. And my gut tells me that they'll have a rough season. Not a terrible season. I think they'll have a rough season this year. And I think Adam Gates will be gone after this, after this season. And if he does great, fine. But they need... They need someone that's in there trending in the right position, uh, in the right direction. Because if not, they're gonna fall behind. Because this this division is going from joke to not joke. I think very oh, yeah. very fast. Yeah, not even a question about it. 
Alright. Uh, next team we're going to talk about is the Buffalo Bills. Do you want me to go or you want to go? I can go. So, the major focal point of this Bills team is can Josh Allen hone his arm in? Because if he can do that and he has the arm power with Stefan Diggs, John Brown, and Cole Beasley going out for catches, I feel like this could be a crazy offense. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I said... Uh, first point, it all comes down to if Josh Allen can continue to improve. Uh, he showed last season he could take a step uh, in the right direction. After his rookie season, the criticism was that he had well, accuracy was a problem, but especially short uh, accuracy. So he worked on it, did better. Now with last year, um, he had a problem with deep ball accuracy. Uh, he also led the NFL in uncatchable balls with 27% of his throws being uncatchable. But me and Evan talked about this. Yeah. On his deep ball, he has like a massive arm. One of the biggest arms in the league. So he throws deep balls so far that either his receiver can catch it or it's just uncatchable which yeah. is the best way to throw a deep ball because there's no risk in that. I mean like you're throwing a completion but it's not he's not under throwing yeah. his receivers deep and getting picked off but like you said with the addition of Diggs I mean Diggs is a great tier one wide receiver and then they have John Brown for speed and they have Beasley that, that can roll with the slot so they have the weapons in the receiving game so it would be very very exciting and you can't forget I mean I forgot about him I forgot to mention him but you can't forget about Knox he's yeah. a great end zone threat red zone he does I, everything you need. I'm really excited about Diggs uh, being the clear number one receiver on the team. Oh, yeah. I, I always liked Diggs a little bit more than Thielen. I mean, they're both great in Minnesota. But now you gave Diggs his own, pretty much his own receiving core. He can run it. And you yeah. gave him a big arm, Josh Allen. Like, Diggs can have a big year, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. And then I think, obviously, last year they already proved this, but I think they're going to continue to prove it next year. Their defense just being a, a stronghold. Like, with Trey Davis-White, Ed Oliver, and Tremaine Edmonds, mm-hmm. they pretty much have every single, like, place on the defense covered. They mm-hmm. don't really need... I mean, they're filled with stars, and then they're also just... The schemes they run are very good for whatever team they're against. Yeah, they also have... You named the big three, and they also have... Like decent role players yeah. with Josh Norman, he's he's kind of old and not great anymore. Yeah. But I mean, still not terrible. And then Micah Hyde of the safety, so he's an average safety. Um, but yeah, their defense is their defense is amazing. Uh, third third best in yards allowed per game and uh, second in points allowed per game. So uh, I mean, Sean McDermott is coming there. He's made a culture. Uh, he's we're gonna be a great defense, and he started to elevate the team. And especially Josh Allen with that pick. I mean, he's played very well. I mean, he hasn't he's played just very well as a quarterback. I don't. Sometimes I don't think his decision making is the best, and I don't like. I don't know if I would buy into him to be like my playoff quarterback, but like he has, yeah, he's Lateral. made. He's taking steps every year. It's not they haven't been gigantic steps, but he's been yeah. better than average. So, uh, I mean, good for him. Um, one more thing I want to say uh, is I really like the running back Devin Singletary, uh, who I thought had an underrated rookie year last year. Uh, he rushed for a th- over a thousand yards and averaged five point one yards a carry, and I'm just really excited to see him in year two. Uh, he was my favorite rookie running back behind Josh Jacobs last year. Um, this is just a question, a random question. Do you think Thielen or Diggs will have the most yards and touchdowns this year? Going into this year. Well, um, obviously not going into this year, but this year. Honestly, I think Diggs has a better shot because I think they'll be more. I think Josh Allen will be more aggressive than Kirk Cousins. And if you have to look at it, if you have to look at the Vikings, they just they replace Diggs with Justin Jefferson, and they also have Kyle Rudolph, who's a great tight end. I know we said Knox, but. I mean, Kyle Rudolph is a baller, yeah. especially in the red yeah. zone. Yeah. And you saw him against the Saints. So, I yeah, I mean, I I think Diggs. Also, Thielen was injured last year, so I don't think I don't think Thielen would get injured again. But he has had injuries, so I think I think Diggs is more set up to do it. 
And both these teams are actually the really, really good teams. So they'll probably have, they'll be in just as many games and they'll have, they'll both be right around the playoff picture. So uh, it'll be interesting. I, I would I, I would put my money on Diggs. I, I think this is Diggs' chance to finally prove that he was supposed to be the wide receiver one there. But yeah. I mean, honestly, they're both like top tier yeah. wide receivers in the league. I'm yeah. not trying to. No, I, I'm a bit, I've always liked Diggs. I'm a big fan of Diggs. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with feeling at all. And the uh, last thing I want to talk, the last thing we're going to talk about is the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to start with this one because I'm excited. <laughs> so, uh, I can't be more excited to see Tua play. Um, I don't know if he'll start week one. Um, just another thing with the OTAs and no preseason and everything like that. Uh, I do think if he's healthy, though, which he says he is, if he passes all the physicals and they say he's healthy, I think he'll uh, start week one. Uh, no, it is against the Patriots, so that's not ideal. But uh, I think he will just click in the NFL. Um, I hope that the tackle, Austin Jackson, from USC that they drafted with the 18th overall pick will help keep Tua protected. Um, and then he also has uh, Devontae Parker and Mike Elsecki to uh, throw the ball to. Um, and he has Can't a newly acquired Matt Breida and Jordan Howard. Sure. Um, I pretty much have the same outlook. I feel like Ryan Fitzpatrick will start, and then they'll ease to it into it. Yeah. But, I mean, the weapons on that team, I, they're not, like, the best ever. But you have, Devontae Parker is a rising star. And then they also have rookie last year. He's going to be going to his sophomore year, Preston Williams, who... I mean, he's a he's a good wide wide receiver too. I didn't see anything that was like fan fantastic other than his toe tap in the end end zone mm-hmm. against the Ravens. Yeah, we won. And then, but as a whole, I feel like this team, if they can put all the pieces together, they can be a challenging team for any, like even the Chiefs. If they if they're able to put their pieces together, I think they could be a challenge for them. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, I feel like this team has a lot to put together this season, and I. Feel feel like this will be their one season that will be like eight and eight yeah i think they're one season away from really exactly. popping um especially because the defense the defense was ranked last in yards allowed they were yeah. the worst defense in yards allowed and they were 30th in points which is the bottom two in both stats or bottom three 30th <clears throat> which is just really hard to overcome for a rookie quarterback or really right. any quarterback um they did however bring it up by signing byron jones shag lawson kyle van noy uh, Emmanuel Ogba. So that's yeah. that's Brian Flores going and getting Patriots players. Same thing that Matt Patricia does yeah. in the line in the lines because they know the system. They've worked with these guys before, and they know they know that they can succeed because they did with them in the Patriots. Yeah. Um, so I think Brian Flores is making a good culture there, and you can saw you can see the the, ma- the massive change in this team from the first few weeks when they were getting steamrolled by the Ravens, yeah. steamrolled by the Cowboys. And then in the last five games, winning three out of five, and in the last week, going to New England, beating Tom Brady, and taking away his bye yeah. two seed, and then pretty much causing them to go lose uh, to, to the Titans. So um, you can really see that Brian Flores is, is creating something here, and this is part of the reason why I think the Jets need to figure it out fast, oh, yeah. because the Bills already have, the Patriots will be fine, and the, and the Dolphins, I think, are going to start trending up even though last year for part of the season oh, was yeah. That's gonna really be terrible. I mean, even last season, the Dolphins, second half of the season, not first yeah. half, but second half of the season, they were still a challenge for any team. Yep. Yeah, if you're one, coming, three out of five. If you're playing stretch. against us, we're going we're gonna to make you work for it. So, yep. Yeah, so I, I, think they're, I can see them being very good in the future, especially if Slash went to a Pops. And I'm, I'm just a huge fan of the culture. Like, take away from, like, the players as a whole, the culture that is – that team it's like we might not be the best but we're gonna go out there and we're gonna literally give you everything and win or lose we're gonna come back next week 
give you everything again. And I thought that was I thought that was pretty astonishing. And like again, I I really like him, Devontae Parker. He made the defensive player of the year look like a joke for a whole game. Week and, seventeen. Yeah, and that's just like I don't know. Maybe Stephon Gilmore was tired from games, but I just that is something. That's not something you can just overlook. The fact that he the whole game was dominant. Uh, any other closing facts on the AFC? Is there any other statements you made? Um, I got one. I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I can't wait to see the quarterback play of the AFC East. I can't wait to see Tua and Cam. I, I'm super excited. I love I love Cam as a player, and Tua as a prospect is the, by far my favorite in this draft. So I can't wait to see the AFC East quarterbacks take the field. 